Hey, what's up, everyone? You're listening to The Man Reinvented Show. I'm your host, Scott Taylor. I'm a former door-to-door salesman who gave up a six-figure income that I earned in just four months out of the year to pursue my passion of making a bigger impact in the world. This is the podcast where I talk with amazing people making big changes to fulfill their deeper purpose. Let's get into today's episode. All right, everyone. Welcome to reinvented man or man reinvented i'm still kind of working on that that's the name of the show i'm excited this is my fourth episode everyone so um for those that are that are watching this i've got this handsome man james (laughs) (laughs) james colty with me amazing guy um james is actually kind of in the same situation that i'm in i'm in a you know i'm basically working a day job and i'm i'm trying to build my my uh my online business on the side and uh, my, our big goals, big dreams are to, you know, get an online business launch started and, and grow through the whole process of it. And me and James are pretty much in the same situation. James might be a few steps ahead of me because he's already built some funnels, which are, which are pretty cool. But <laughs> anyways, James is, he's documenting his journey similar to the way I'm doing it. He's going to build, he wants to build a million dollar business in the network marketing industry using online business strategies, online marketing strategies and funnels. Okay. So that's kind of what he's doing. Um, and did I leave anything out, James? No, that's, that pretty much sums it up. Absolutely. Okay. Perfect. So um, I want to tell you a little bit of story. I was, we, I'm, I'm kind of a high ticket closer in, in one of our, 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 uh, um, mutual friends Facebook group, Stephen Larson, and I'm kind of like an admin in there. And so here comes James. Boom. He introduces himself, this tornado of like energy and passion. Amazing. And I just it blew me away. And um he just entered the group and just started contributing and and helping people out. And it was just so so refreshing to see him come in. I was like, I need to get to know this guy. And so we kind of messaged back and forth. Um, we were sharing some ideas. He sent me some of his funnel stuff to kind of critique and look at. Um, but that's kind of how I met James. And so today, like we honestly just talked for a half an hour before I hit record because we were just catching up, get to know each other better. And James is a stud. He's got some huge things in store. I just got a good feeling about it. So anyways, James, um, let me see where I'm going with this. So to start off, James, I want to get in your backstory a little bit, but, but first, before we go there, I want you to say, tell us something that's just quirky about you that not too many people would know. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, um, when most people meet me and they're like, you know, why do you have so much energy? And I said, well, it's because it's all the hair and the smile. <laughs> that's right. I love it. Yeah, man. That's, that's one of the best, best characteristics, characteristics of James for sure. Can you hear me okay, by the way? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh-huh. Good. So, all right, James. Well, let's dive into this. Um, give me a little bit of your backstory. Tell me your history, like where you started in business, and let's hear it. Wow. Okay. Well, Good, bad, and the ugly. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, um, so my backstory is um, you know, I was an officer uh, in, the, uh, in the Air Force, um, and uh, when I had gotten uh, commissioned, uh, and I had gone to my first, uh, you know, duty station. I had just gotten married. 
Um, you know, you know, I was really excited because that was what I've been working for, you know, my entire life. That was my, that was my whole goal was actually, you know, to, to be, you know, in the, uh, in the Air Force. And, um, you know, like anything else, uh, life always has a way of kind of throwing you a curveball. So in my situation, um, after, you know, being married for about, you know, three years and after, you know, being in the Air Force uh, for about a year and a half, we had our daughter, who was about 13 months at the time, and uh, my wife, ex now, ended up taking our uh, daughter and left. And, you know, she was like, hey, I'm going to go visit uh, you know, my family, um, you know, because I was in North Dakota at the time. She, she had, you know, lived in Florida. And she goes, I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to go visit for a little bit, a little bit homesick. Sure, not a problem. Well, she never came back. <clears throat> and so that was like really devastating, you know, uh, for me, you know, cause my whole, uh, my whole life was, you know, wanted to get married, wanted to have a family. My career was going to be, you know, uh, 20 years in the air force, um, you know, in the military, that was what I've been working through my whole life. And then, you know, to have, you know, this, you know, happen that just, you know, leaving me, I was like, now what am I going to do? And, um, uh, you know, during that process, we started going through a really hard, uh, you know, custody battle. And, you know, anybody that goes through that, I would not wish that upon, you know, anybody. I mean, it was uh, one of the, the, the hardest and, uh, and the most dark times, you know, in, in my life. And um, I remember distinctly, you know, when I finally, you know, during this process, you know, because we had to share custody, uh, it had been about nine months and I hadn't seen my, uh, my daughter. And I finally, you know, the judge, you know, granted me, you know, custody. And so it was just me and it was my daughter. There was nobody else, you know, taking care of her. So I had to find babysitters because the job that I was uh, uh, working um, you know, in the military without, you know, <clears throat> going into anything classified was, you know, we would, uh, had a work schedule of about 24 hours of, uh, of work at, um, you know, at our duty station. And then uh, we would have about 48 hours, uh, you know, off. And so we would actually, you know, have to go in about, you know, eight to, to nine times a month. So, you know, whenever I, you know, I did that, I had to find somebody to watch, you know, my daughter. So we had, uh, some friends that were doing that and everything was, was great. Then um, I'm getting ready to go out in the field. It was a Sunday night. It was six o'clock. I'm going out and I had to be, you know, um, at, um, I had to report 6 a.m. And I get a phone call at 6 p.m. Sunday. Uh, it was, uh, you know, um, our babysitter that you know, was, uh, was watching, uh, you know, my daughter for me. She's like, hey, you know what? Um, we have a previous engagement and um, can't watch her. So, um, you know, um, I, I, you know uh, I'm sorry, but, you know, we got to do something else. And I'm like, now what do I do? And I'm like, there is just me. So I call up my commander and I said, Hey, listen, here's the situation. Um, my babysitter just canceled. What do you suggest? And he says, you know what? We do have a crew that uh, we use for, for backups, but they're not uh, to be made. They're, they're not to, to be used for personal issues. You're going to figure it out on your own. And I'm like, Dang. really? And at that point, um, um, that was when my whole attitude kind of uh, shifted. Cause I was like, you know what? I hate this helpless feeling and I hate the fact that somebody is, um, uh, has control over me and I can't, you know, do what I need to do, even though, you know, I'm doing everything right. And I said that this, this, this is never, I'm never going to be put in this position again. So, um, you know, fast forward, uh, I get a hold of, uh, rich dad, poor dad, which I think you know, most people have, you know, have read. And that was oh, like yeah. my gateway. And I was like, wow, this is the first time I heard about entrepreneurship and not having to wake up and, you know, being able to actually have like freedom to, to do what you want to do and also have money coming in. I'm like, really, you, you could really, uh, you could really make money without actually going to work. I mean, it was, I was like, this was like something. <laughs> and I, I, you know, uh, it became like this whole, uh, you know, rush to, okay, 
uh, how do I, how do I uh, you know, do this? How do I become an you know, entrepreneur? And so it was like, you know, years of having tried to, to struggle and figure this out. And, um, you know, while I was you know, in the military and, and trying to, you know, um, you know, get something going so I could pay off. Cause I was in, I was in a lot of debt. You know, I had, uh, uh, lawyers fees, you know, to, to pay for, I had child support at that time. Cause I had lost, you know, you know, custody. So my wife had custody. Um, and then, so I had, uh, um, uh, completed all of my requirements. I had gotten out of the air force. I had, you know, moved to, you know, to Florida so I could be closer, uh, you know, to, to my daughter and it could be there. So I didn't have to be separated, you know, um, you know, anymore. And, you know, once I got there, I was like, okay, here's my shot. I am going to you know, do this. I've been reading Robert Kiyosaki. I read all of his, you know, his books up to that, that, that point. I said, okay, real estate is, is it. And this was like, right when that, the real estate boom was, was happening. It, I believe it was, it was, no, it was before that. It was oh, actually, okay. um, well, yeah, before uh, the 08 collapse though, right? Yeah, it was 2006. Yep. It was 2006. And I was like, okay, this is it, you know, okay. Got to get into, uh, you know, real estate and, you know, not knowing anything and you, oh, we could do it, you know, no money down and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a lot harder than what people, you know, make it out to be. And you, and there's, there's skills that you need to learn skills that I didn't have. I was just like super excited and, you know, I failed miserably. And, um, and then to top it off, that was when everything crashed. And I was like, oh man, I just, I missed my shot. Okay. I guess I'm just not cut out for this. And, um, had to go back, you know, to, you know, to, to work and, you know, start trying to figure, you know, stuff out. And I'm like, just oh, miserable for, you know, years after that. Cause I was like, I, I made these big plans. I got out of the air force and that secure job, you know, so I could, you know, uh, you make, you know, take my shot and it just, you know, didn't work out. And it was just, you know, struggle after struggle. And I'm like, you know, this is not what's supposed to happen, you know, because I, you know, read all the books, you know, I read like, you know, what all the gurus are talking about and, you know, they didn't say anything about this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. uh, and it seemed like so easy. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so, uh, I had been, you know, really, uh, you into, uh, you know, fitness and, you know, during you know, that time going through that divorce, you know, I put on you know, a lot of weight and I'd gotten really uh, out of shape. And so I had, um, you know, made the decision that, okay, I got to do something to get myself out of this. And so I transformed, you know, my body and that was, you know, my start of, you know, uh, my journey in health and fitness. And I got, you know, got really great uh, results, you know, um, you know, went from 16% body fat, you know, down to 7% body fat, put on 10 pounds, you know, of lean muscle completely, you know, transformed, you know, my body. And I had a lot of people asking, Hey, you know, uh, can you help me? Can you help me? And, um, I was like, uh, oh, yeah, sure. And, you know, a friend of mine, hey, have you ever thought about, you know, being a personal trainer? You know, you can get paid for doing what you're doing. I'm like, really? Uh, I never thought of that. <laughs> so, um, that started to be on like, okay, I can get into health and fitness. And so, you know, uh, I got certified, started working at a, um, fitness center. And then that was where I got the, uh, the idea. I was like, oh, I could, I could start my, this is it. This is my shot. You know, real estate wasn't, wasn't for me, but you know, I really love fitness and I could start my own fitness, you know, business. And so, um, you know, my, my, uh, I had met my current wife at that time and, uh, you know, we both, uh, you know, started, you know, working, uh, to build a, um, a fitness a training business. So started from a zero, zero clients, <clears throat> um, no marketing, uh, you know, skills whatsoever. And so we grew that, you know, this within, is when uh, you were in Florida, right? Yep. This is when we were living in Florida. And so that was my first real business that, that I had built. We started from, from zero started in a park and then we built that up to our own, um, uh, you know, standalone uh, facility to about 200 members 
um, you know, and, you know, clearing about, you know, six to, yeah, six and a half uh, figures, um, you know, a year, which was, which was awesome, you know, which was, which was, uh, sweet. And I was like, okay, this is, this is the dream, you know, uh, but once again, you know, wasn't exactly, you know, the way that, um, you know, was, was laid out that you read, you know, a lot of the, uh, the books, because the more money that we were bringing into the facility, which was great, which was awesome. And we were growing, we were growing, but our expenses kept growing. So I kept getting paid less and less. The only difference is, is that, you know, um, I still had to, to work after, you know, um, everyone uh, went home, I still had to pay all the bills and, you know, <laughs> uh, whatever was left over, that was like what we had. And I remember, you know, uh, when I first started hiring coaches to kind of, you know, leverage, um, cause I had read about that, you know, Robert Kiyosaki talks about leveraging, you know, your time. I couldn't do all the training. So I was hiring, you know, people to do that, you know, so I could take a step back and working you know, a little bit more on the systems. Um, my trainers are getting paid more than I was, you know? And I'm like, the this is employee. Uh, I was like, I was like, uh, okay. So I had my own business, but really what happened was, uh, I had created another nine to five job for myself, except for I was getting paid less and I was responsible for everything. And, um, I couldn't fire myself, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, and, um, just, <clears throat> you know, again, this is my first, you know, business. And I guess, well, I guess we just got to get more people and, um, and, uh, just, you know, really started working, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot more hours and which was great, which was me and my, my wife. And, um, but we started having a family, uh, my wife was like, okay, you got to spend some more time at home. You're spending all this time away. I, you know, I, I can't do this. I want to stay home. And, um, I was like, you know what? You know, you're right. We talked about that when we got married, you need to stay home. Okay. So we, after about, you know, running that business for about five years, um, we had uh, two daughters. We made the decision to, um, sell that and uh, move closer to a uh, family. So about 2016, that was when we uh, sold our business, um, moved from Florida to Texas because that was where she, her family was from, you know, to kind of start, uh, you know, over. And I had, you know, heard a little bit about um, some other, you know, fitness and your know, trainers about, uh, you know, building a, a business, you know, online. And that was, kind of like when, uh, you know, building an online business started to you know, really, you know, started to gain a little bit you know, more traction. It's not like it was, you know, today it was still kind of something new. Um, but you know, uh, a lot of, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the gurus, you know, that I had, you know, been, uh, following in the fitness industry had built up, uh, you know, large, you know, online, you know, business. And that was, you know, where a lot of the revenue was coming in. It's like, well, I could do that. You know, that would give me the leverage where I could spend time at home. I'd still have the revenue that I needed for the family. And I could still be there and allow my wife to stay home and, um, you'll be able to spend more time, you know, with the, you know, the, the family, you know, my, and my, and my kids. And, um, you know, about, you know, uh, you know, about that time, <clears throat> you know, we had been, you know, introduced to a, uh, you know, network marketing, uh, you know, business. And, uh, that was really attractive. Cause I was like, you know, I don't want to start from scratch. And this is kind of cool because it gave me the ability to, you know, build something and somebody else had already created the product, you know, cause I knew that, you know, being in the fitness industry, I knew I could sell and, you know, I knew I, was, I could move product and I, I could do that. And I could, I could build a team, you know, cause you know, I, I had trainers and stuff like that. So, and yeah, I kind of do it from home and, you know, I liked, you know, people. And so we had started on, on the, on this journey and said, this would be great. We could build a, you know, small little fortune with this. And then, you know, eventually we can expand into, into something, uh, you know, something greater. But once again, you know, hit another, another roadblock, which was 
the um, the way to market, which we were taught when we came into that you know type of industry, was utilizing your uh, personal contacts. That was how you would get uh, your leads, and from the, the your personal contacts, you know, um, you would uh, you know uh, you would get you know uh, into their personal contacts, and that was how you would slowly start building up a customer base, slowly start building up uh, you know a sales force, and um, well. That was great, but once you know you gone through your your personal contacts, you dried up. You're like, who else am I going to talk to? You know, and there was no training on you know how to market it. And again, it wasn't you know like uh, you know regular brick and mortar business. You know, I didn't know anything about well, how do you run ads? And you know, it wasn't like you know when I had you know my um, my, my training business. And so we kind of got stuck. And you know. Uh, I'm like, well, what do I do now? And so, you know, kind of like what you were talking about with, you know, your, your audience, uh, wanting to, to build something, you know, wanting to, you know, uh, to have something better, like you've seen like other people, but just not knowing how to break through, you know, I knew that, you know, the, the industry that we were in could supply the things that we wanted for our family. It would, um, give us the ability to, uh, you know, achieve all of our goals, but, with the uh, the current level of um, you know training that you know was 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 given to us you know by our mentors, it just wasn't happening for us. And you know we started um, you know <clears throat> losing money like we were before, and it started to become a burden instead of uh, becoming a, an asset. And you know we had savings, which is not a problem. But during that time, you know, trying to, you know, to build up this business and, and trying to, you know, to, to do it, you know, while we were online and not really knowing, you know, what to do, how to do it. Um, and every, uh, you know, all of our mentors were like, you just need to talk to more people. They didn't know anything about, you know, marketing and sales and, and all that stuff. And so we were just, you know, kind of like, you know, struggling. We're spinning our, our, our wheels like, okay, we can only talk to, you know, so many people. Um, you know, we can't get enough leads, uh, you know, and we're not going to be, you know, burning through you know, a thousand, uh, $2,000 a week on leads, which, you know, we, you, you call up, you know, the, you know, the leads that have already been generated for you. And most of them, you know, don't even answer. And, you know, they're just not very, very good. And I'm like, that's not a way to, you know, to build a, a business. And, and so, um, what had happened was, you know, I, I got to the point where, you know, what, uh, really kind of hard, you know, because my wife had a conversation with me. She goes, I know that you're, you're working really hard. I know you're trying to, you know, do this for our family. And I know you want to, to be, um, the provider for us, but what you're doing is not working. Oh, anything in. that's one of the worst things a man can hear. <sighs> right <laughs> to the core. She's like, <clears throat> you know, and, and she, she wasn't, and, and here's, here's what made it, uh, you know, even worse. She wasn't being uh, vindictive. She wasn't, you know, being like nasty or, or anything yeah. like that. Was she was being, being open and honest. And she's like, no, I love you, but we got to feed our family. We have no money. You know, we burn through everything. You're going to have to go out and you're going to have to do something else. Because, you know, I'm sure this will work eventually. But you know what? We can't starve. You know, it was different between when it was just me and you. But now we have two girls. Um, and, um, and we have a third one on the way. And, you know, what, what, you, what are we, what are we going to do? Because we have no more savings and we burn through everything. There is no more cushion. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you're, yeah, I, I know you don't want to hear this, but you're going to have to go to get a job because I don't see any, any other way. And, um, I, I'm not telling you, I fell, it fell, you know, into a, a deep depression. I mean, even worse than when I got divorced, you know, the, the first time. 
Because yeah. I was like, I had put all of my energy into something, and I've been, you know, working, you know, uh, you know, really hard. I've been doing everything that you know, was what was laid out and I wasn't getting any type of uh, results, you know, and I was just, um, <clears throat> I was falling further and further behind. And I'm like, what happened to like the underdog story? You know, what happened to, <laughs> Oh, you know, you get to that point And then all of a sudden something turns around. Well, huh, you know, nothing was turning around. I just kept on going, you know, deeper and deeper, you know, down the, you know, down that, that, that rabbit hole. And, and so I ended up seriously, the hardest thing that I've ever had to do was, you know, I, I had to go get um, you know, another job to, to, to pay for my family um, in order to bring, you know, um, you know, income in, you know, so we can cover our expenses. And, um, and at that point, I was like, you know what, uh, I guess this is just my life. I, I guess you know, I just wasn't cut out for entrepreneurship. And it was about uh, three years so it was like, um, we came here to 2016, that conversation that my wife, you know, had with me was, um, in, uh, 2017, we're in 2019. So, uh, yeah, 2017, that was, uh, that, that was, uh, you know, the, 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 the dark time where I had to go back to work. I had to start, you know, um, you know, and you guys had already moved back to Texas at this point, right. To be closer to family. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were in Texas and I remember seeing I'd, that live when you were explaining that I had, and I, I, I honestly, I, I'd given up. I I'd quit because I'm like, this is just not going to work. I'm just not cut out for it. You know, I've tried and I've tried and, uh, you know, uh, and you know, here I am, nothing's happening, can't produce anything. So I started going back to, um, to work and that was where I hit my wall. And <clears throat> And I know that there's a lot of other, uh, you know, other entrepreneurs out there that are probably you know, in, the, in the same boat. And okay, well, what do you do at that at that point? Because I'm like, well, you just, I guess this is just it. I, you know, those other you know, stories that you hear, they must have had something that I didn't, and that was what kept going through my head. Um, I'm just not cut out All for these this. Self defeating, don't have thoughts that keep going around and around your head. Uh huh. We all deal with it. Exactly. And I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm a failure. I did the one thing I said I was never going to do when I left, when I sold, you know, uh, when I left the, the fitness, um, the, when I was a trainer at the fitness, um, you know, industry, um, or the, the fitness center to, to build my, uh, my fitness business. I said, this is it. I'm never going to go back. I said, no matter what, I'm going to figure out this game. We're going to start, we're going to build this business and I'm, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to figure it out. And that was the promise I made my wife when we first got married. And here I am, you know, no business, no money with a family. We're in a, a, a new place. For me, it was a new place. You know, um, you, she had, you know, lived here before, but um, no prospects. You know, uh, what I'd already, you know, tried, you know, uh, had failed, wasn't working. And, and now I was back to uh, square one, what I thought, at another job. And, <clears throat> um, and then, uh, you know, Fast forward to so how um, so obviously James you didn't muffle that entrepreneurial heart of yours you didn't completely kill it with that decision so it was you? it actually no I did you I did? did for yeah um, and it wasn't until uh, about six what was it uh, yeah probably about like you know six months um, ago and that was when. Um, you know, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, Steve, you know, Steve Larson, um, had just left, uh, you know, click funnels and I had, been uh-huh. following, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, Steve for a while and, you know, seeing his progression and seeing, you know, where he was, where he started from 
and you know, he started, I started you know, listening to his podcast and, and, um, that was, I started, you know, uh, following him when he had left, um, you know, his job with, uh, you know, Russell Brunson being his funnel builder to build his businesses in the network marketing industry. And he was talking about sales funnels and I'm like, I had heard about this. Wait, wh- wh- what is this? You know, cause I, I, I heard something about that, but I didn't know what it was. And you know, he's doing something different because I've never heard anything like this, you know, before. And so I started following him and what I saw, what he had been able to do. And he had what I thought was, that was it. That was the key. That was the one missing piece. You know, he, he figured out the whole sales message and, and to do something without having to, to rely on your personal, you know, contacts or having you know, to continue, uh, continuing to buy, you know, genealogy list, you know, buying, you know, um, you know, old outdated, you know, leads. And I'm like, wow, he figured it out and he did it. And that was what got me excited. I was like, well, if he could do this, okay, well, maybe there's, there's, there's some, some hope. And, um, that was when I started, you know, following him. And that was what, you know, where I, you know, started, you know, taking, you know, his coaching and his training. And that's what got me all kind of fired up, you know, fast forward that's, you know, kind of like where, where, um, we had been in his, uh, you know, his coaching, you know, group. And that's where, you know, I had met you and, you know, slowly started you know, to, um, you know, rebuild or re, uh, you know, energize that dream that I had, because I'm like, okay, now I have, you know, uh, some, some different, you know, uh, information. Okay. Now I have, you know, something that, uh, that I didn't have, you know, before. And I had somebody that would, had done what I had tried to do, but I, I, I didn't have, you know, the, the bridge, so to speak. And he had crossed that bridge. I'm like, okay, well, I could just model him. And so here I am either, you know, I'm, I'm still, you know, working, um, uh, your, um, you know, my nine to five, but I'm building, you know, that your business on the side and I'm slowly making you know, progress. So I got that fire back and you know, it was all because, you know, um, you know, I had found, you know, somebody that had done what I needed or had done what I wanted you to do. And so I was just modeling him and, you know, that's where we are like, you know, right now. It's beautiful, James. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Your mess is beautiful. <laughs> and, and I think, I think, you know, with the audience that I'm trying to build, the, the people that I'm trying to, to, to reach with this, with this show and inter, by interviewing inter you know, entrepreneurs that are on the path or a few steps ahead of me or 10 steps ahead of me is that everyone goes through a mess when they figure this stuff out. You see Steven Larson, he's one of our, one of our buddies. We're, we are actually in his network marketing company. Yes, he is. And Uh we're learning how to do the leads the way he does it. Right. Mm -hmm. Without bugging our friends and family. Half of my neighborhood doesn't even know I'm in network marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's awesome. I'm growing my downline. So but, but I don't have it all figured out, but mm. it's process. It's this messy process that we go through. I mean, if you remember, if any guys out there that are watching this, I mean, if you're stuck in your job, you're doing something you don't want to do and you feel so dissatisfied and so just like you're, you're basically killing your entrepreneur spirit that you know you have, you, you right there, you know you have it. Guys, there's a better way. You can figure this out with online business, with marketing strategies the way they are today, with funnels. It, go back to college. Go back to funnel college, online college. You know, when we went to school, I mean, I, I got a four-year degree. I worked four years getting that stupid degree. I don't even use it now. It was business and construction is what I got my degree in. Oh, but, really? Yeah. And I sucked at first. I sucked. <laughs> and then right out of college, I get this big job with this big construction company. It was that transformation over a four-year pr- process that got me that to, to where that was. 
Mm-hmm. Granted, that wasn't where I wanted to be, but it's the same thing here. Um, you know, James, kind of re- go back to that place where you were killing your entrepreneurial spirit when you had to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was the reasons? What are your reasons for doing online business, for, for choosing this to be your vehicle to find that satisfaction and fulfillment in your career? Like what, what were the reasons you did, you chose this online marketing with network marketing? For me personally, um, you know, of course, you know, you want to, you, you, you want to make, um, you know, a lot of money, you know, you want to have, you know, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of resources. Uh, but for me personally, what was driving, you know, uh, what was driving me was I wanted, because, you know, I, I, I told you, my wife had the talk with me. And, and it, and it cut me, you know, like I wasn't providing, you know, that I had failed her, you know, and I had made all these promises to her when we first got married and I wasn't, I wasn't fulfilling on those, those promises. And again, she had brought this up and again, she was not doing it, you know, to tear me down. She was not, you know, doing it, you know, in a vindictive way, but she was like, you know, listen, you said that you would take care of me. You said that, you know, when I left, you know, my job and you, and you said that I can come home that you were going to provide and, you know, and, you know, it, it's not working out and she's right. It, I, I wasn't, um, you know, even though I was, you know, I was doing everything that I, that I could, I, I wasn't bringing any income and we already burned through all of our savings. So f- for me, when I was, you know, through uh, that, that time, um, the one thing that, you know, I kept going through my head was I made a promise to her. And one thing that, you know, has, has been, you know, a principle of mine that I had learned uh, when I was, you know, was younger was, being a person of your word. My dad always drilled that into me. He was like, you know, you, you, you could do whatever you want, but the one thing that's going to separate you from anybody else is your word. And when you say something and when you say you're going to do something, you do it. Your word is your bond. And so, uh, what was tearing me up was because I was, I was, I was going against what my, um, you know, what my upbringing, you know, had taught me what my personal values, you know, were, which was, you know, being a person of integrity. I had made a promise and, you know, I had said I was going to do something. And now because I, you know, I was having some difficulty and because I was, you know, hitting, you know, um, you know, some, some roadblocks, I was, I was not fulfilling on that. And so that was what was driving me. I promised my wife that I would take care of her. I promised her that she would be able to um, you know, do the things that she wanted to do. She wouldn't have to go to work. And I was, you know, she was not going to have to, you know, worry um, about, you know, money. So I wanted to, to be that, 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 that knight in, you know, shining armor. I wanted to be the, the provider. I wanted to be her hero, you know, because, you know, she, she's awesome. I mean, you know what? I, I tell her all the time. I was like, ah, you know, thank you so much you know, for, for marrying me. And so that was, that was what didn't come, you know, like you said, you know, I, I had quit on my entrepreneurial dreams, but it, I still had a spark because of the promise that I made her. And I knew that what I was doing before, no matter how many hours I worked, even if I got a high paying, you know, corporate job and, you know, I was making like six figures, or whatever. My promise to her was I would be home. I would be there for the children. She would not have to worry about anything. And I would provide for, you know, her and we would be together as a family. So I had to figure out 
to have, I had to figure out not only um, how was I going to, you know, uh, provide you know the money that she wanted, but how was I going to be able to leverage my time where I wasn't have to spend you know uh, you know countless hours away or outside of the the home. And so that was for me. That was what it was. I made a promise and I had to keep it. And I wanted her to be proud of me. That was that was the the one thing that that uh, kept that spark alive. Wow. Yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of guys that I think have been in this situation that are probably listening. I know I've been there. Um, I've made similar similar things where I've gone and done something, quit a really good job, and honestly just lost my shirt and whatever I was going into, you know. And ultimately had to had to make the decision to go. And you know, one time I left my wife and my child, my brand new baby girl, in Boise, Idaho, where we were living at the time. Mm-hmm. to go sell pest control four months i left i couldn't take my family with me wow holy cow it was the toughest thing i ever did but i knew i had to do it because i had to provide uh-huh so mm-hmm. but you you do what you got to do and a lot of times in life you run with the opportunities that come up and that's kind of what happened to me is i i just ran with opportunities that came up and i found myself 10 years long into the pest control industry Mm-hmm. You know, I grew my company and then I sold it in 2016. And now I'm, now I've been the last three years, I've been kind of stuck, stuck mm-hmm. in like, okay, I'm going to go out and sell pest control every summer. But my wife and family move with me every six months when we do it, uh-huh. and, you know, we want something, we want something more. And so, you know, I think a lot of guys feel that, that, um, that pain when you're, you know, you know, when you're not, you're not doing what you, you think you should be. Um, and, and ultimately it makes you do things you don't want to do, but you're just trying to provide. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe though, that if you stick with these things long enough, if you have a strategy and a plan, like you're working a day job, I'm working a day job, we're working this on the side, eventually it will work. And it's going through this process of learning and the hard knocks and, you know, all these, all these troubles and, and struggles, it's really what makes us who we need to be so that we can be successful with what we're choosing to do in our be all end all career. Wouldn't you agree? I ab- absolutely, you know, um, one thing that I want to share with, um, you know, your other, you know, your audience and other entrepreneurs that are, that are hitting that wall, um, you know, specifically, uh, you know, the, the dads you know, and, and the men, you know, um, you know, I, I just want to share, you know, something with them. I, I think that um, <clears throat> the the things that we learned when we were kids is is what truly you know, prepares us for you know success. And I think that what we had learned in school and also you know in um, you know the you know the corporate world, you know, um, when we got you know a job, has actually you know held us back. And what I mean by that is is um, when we were a kid. Let's just take you know, riding a bike, for instance. You know what? We, we, we never looked at the fact that we were, you know, oh, I'm falling down. I can't ride a bike. There was no question of, oh, I, I can't do this. I'm just going to, you know, quit. It was, it was just a part of the process. Back and up, we were determined. Again. 
because we saw all of our other friends that were older or, you know, your, your, your siblings that were older that were riding a bike and all you cared about was, I want to be like them. And so we would do whatever we could, even though we got scared and even though we scraped up our knee and even though we took a few days off, we'd always get back on the bike and we would keep working until we finally, you know, uh, achieve that goal. And look, you know, most of us, you know, we're not sitting there, uh, you know, crawling around on our hands and knees. We've learned to walk. We've learned to run. Yeah. And most of us can ride a bike, you know, and it was the we same. We never gave up on walking. <laughs> we never gave yeah, up on Oh, I guess I can't walk. I'm not a walker. Right. <laughs> but as soon as we go to school and I'm not hitting, and, and again, you know, I am not, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, bad mouthing our, our educational you know, system. I'm not bad mouthing you know, uh, you know, being able you know, to, to work for somebody else, you know, you're having the ability to work and provide, you know, that was what we were created for. But what I, I am trying to share with them is, is the skills that we learn, the skills that they teach us in school is, listen, you have to be perfect. And if you're not perfect, then guess what? You know what? You're in the, uh, the, the, the special class, you know, you're going to have to take, you know, special, um, you know, you know, Ed, or you're going to have to, you know, uh, do a makeup or you you're barely not pass with a D. the top 1%. So you're, you're not going to be, you know, uh, uh, you, the, the, the valedictorian or super successful or something like that. It's always the people that, you know, are, are doing the best and are absolutely, you know, perfect, but that's not how life works. Life is a series of failures until you learn a skill, until you master that skill. And once you've mastered that skill, that was when the success, you know, comes. And, you know, what I was you know, running into when I first started my, uh, my journey as, as an entrepreneur, I was like, dude, I totally failed. Dude, I'm in the stupid class. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know this is you know, school. You got an F that, you know, you're in the bottom of the class and, you know, you're not going to go anywhere. You know, uh, you're, you're going to be, you know, you know stuck you know, you know, at a, a menial you know, labor job or something like that. You know, you're not going to have any you know, high paying you know, job. And you know, it was always about you know, being perfect and getting into the military you know, uh, especially in the job that, that I was in, th- what they, they trained us was perfection was the standard and there was nothing else, you know? So if you did your job, absolutely perfect, no mistakes, that was just the standard, you know? Um, and that was what they expected. Well, again, going into to, to business, dude, it's not like that. <laughs> you know, absolutely. it is a of failures because you have to learn. It's like riding a bike. You have to learn a skill in order to progress. And it's a, it's once you learn one skill, you have to learn something else. And it is, you know, stringing all those skills, you know, together. But, you know, we seem to think we hit our first failure, like, oh, that's it. I'm just not cut out for it. And that was what I was running into. And that was why I think that I struggled so, so much was because that was the mentality that I had, you know, I'd make one mistake or put a, a, an ad out and it didn't work. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm a failure. I'm, I'm a dunce, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm in the slow class. And, um, you know, that this is, uh, I'm just not good. You know, I'm just, you know, we, we seem to think that it's all natural talent and it's not, it's all learn, practice, master, learn, practice, master. That's how you get better. But in school it is, you do, and either you're perfect or you're not. And then the people that are perfect, cool. You go on and you're going to have, you know, a wonderful life. The people that aren't perfect, that did very, you know, poorly that failed, uh, you know, sorry, um, you know, you're, garbage you're, truck. <laughs> gonna have to you know, you know you know clean somebody's garage or something like that. Not that that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I I tell you what, James, this this whole entrepreneurial journey, and I hear this from a lot of the big gurus, like Steve Larson says this all the time that business is the biggest personal development program of anything out there. And when you're, when you're trying to work, figure these things out, I mean, you learn things about yourself. Like for me personally, 
when I'm trying to do something challenging, everything I don't like about myself, I'm staring at a mirror and looking right at it all day long. Mm-hmm. And if you don't learn how to silence those, those negative faults, most of them, 99% of them are faults, then they'll eat you up and then take you out of the game and you won't be successful. So the, the biggest part, biggest challenge in this whole thing, and when I, when I did pest control door to door, I would knock doors and I would interrupt people and sell them a contract in five minutes. I learned how to do that. And I'm really good at it. I'm like in the top 5% of the industry. That's awesome. Man, when you go do that, it is the hardest thing. Like you feel like you're an island in and of yourself. And the only way I really became good at it, and I sucked at first. I was awful. I was bad. I wouldn't even tell you my first few weeks how, how it worked out. It was so <laughs> embarrassing. But, but what I did is I took, I figured out all those false beliefs, all those statements, those thoughts that were just churning in my head and just causing so much pain. Because when you're doing something challenging, it amplifies everything that you don't like about yourself. Mm-hmm. I would puke all those out on paper. I would write down all of it, just as negative as it could be. And every statement I would flip on its head, turn it into a positive. And Tony Robbins teaches this. You make them, you, you turn them into incantations. And mm-hmm. anytime you're tempted to think that negative thought again, no, this is my statement now. And you say it like you're a mad, crazy man. And Get this yourself is, in a state. Uh-huh. This is seriously how I learned how to sell pest control. And now I can go out and sell five to 10 in a day. No big deal. When it, whereas before I zero, zero, one, zero, zero, two, three, two, one, you know, it was like, that's the journey. And it's the same thing in business. Um, you've got to figure out how to, how to put things in the proper perspective. And mm-hmm. that's, I think one of the biggest things that, um, I, I love, um, network with working with guys like yourself, James, because you're going through the same process that I'm going through that a hundred you know, thousands of other people are going through right now or want to go through and you got to stand together. You know, there's that, there's that saying that, you know, you can just be mediocre and just do, just kind of do what's, you know, what's expected of you, right? Go get Uh a job and try to work your whole life. But Uh if you're like one of, one of us that wants to do more, be more and give more, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I feel that. When I say that, I feel it. That's what I want out of mm-hmm. life, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going down a direction that is leading me not where I want to go. And I feel those, those self-defeating thoughts of, oh my gosh, I'm not going to live out my potential in my life. Mm-hmm. It scares the crap out of me. But when I'm there and then I choose to go a direction that's p- putting me where I want to go, I'm choosing to go out way out in a field. I'm a, I'm a little oak tree. And the wind blows harder out in the field. Mm-hmm. It blows way harder than in the forest. And so, mm-hmm. you know, where the wind blows, the trees, those trees become the strongest. And so, mm-hmm. in a way, we're choosing to put ourselves out there and become stronger, become more, so that we can give more and be more and do more. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you, you more. And I, I again... The, the this whole entrepreneurial game it is probably the the most challenging, but it's also the most rewarding in the sense of you have to deal with your shortcomings and your insecurities because when you work um, 
uh, most people, you know, when, when you're in working for somebody else at a, at a regular, you know, your nine to five, you know, job. And again, not putting that down. I'm just using that as a comparison. You know what? You get comfortable, right? Most of us, you know, earn the job and we're just doing it. We're on autopilot and we get comfortable, right? Um, And we'll we'll do that for like 20 years because you have that check that's coming in, right? And so you can always count on that. You know, you you know the routine, you know, you're kind of uncomfortable when you first started because you're new, but then once you learn the routine, you're in a routine and you're doing that for, you know, one, five, 10, 20, 40 years, however long it may be. And guess what? You can, you know, still have all of these uh, faults. You don't have to deal with any of that stuff. You don't really have to work through any of those insecurities because you know what? You have a set routine, but when you choose- You can show up halfway. Exactly. You'll get paid. Exactly. But then when you decide, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I'm going to, you know, build a business, I'm going to, you know, uh, provide something to the marketplace, you know, to, to change somebody else's lives- you can't change anybody else's life until you've changed yours. And that is the hardest thing. And that was one of the, you know, the biggest lessons that I learned was, dude, I was going to have to, you know, deal with, you know, a lot of, you know, the, the, the issues that I had, cause I struggled with, um, when my, um, uh, my, uh, ex-wife, when she had left, dude, I had abandonment issues, you know, I, oh, yeah. there was, there was something, you know, wrong with me. You know, I thought that, you know, I wasn't lovable. You know that um, you know that uh, I would never you know get, you know get married again. Pro- you know, she left because you know um, you know I was you know, w- you know whatever you know there 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 were there was always you know something wrong with me, and so I had this need of wanting to please other people so they would like me because I didn't want to be uh, you know left, and that followed me for a long time, and it directed a lot of um, a, lot of, a lot of my decisions, and it took me down paths that you know uh, unfortunately I'm not you know very very proud of you know, and, um, and, and then, you know, once you get into to business, you can't fake it in the sense of you can't carry, you know, all of those you know, shortcomings. You can't, you know, uh, you know, hide all of those you know, insecurities because they're always going to bubble up, you know, and they're always going to you know, come to the surface. And until you, uh, address them and until you name them and until you destroy them, like Tony Robbins, you know, you know uh, talks about, it is always going to be a roadblock and you're never going to progress. And so that was, you know, looking back, that was one of the biggest issues that I had that I struggled with, you know, um, you know, in business was because, you know what, I never wanted to face, you know, a lot of my insecurity, uh, a lot of my insecurities, you know, that need to be liked, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, not, uh, you know, you know, being willing to, to, uh, you know, call out, you know, who I wanted to serve, you know, in business, because you know what, I didn't want anybody to leave me, you know, because I wanted them to like me, you know, and if they left me, it was all, you know, uh, it, it was all just like I was being, you know, you, um, you know, uh, left, you know, from like my ex-wife, you know, there's something wrong with me. You know, if, a, if, if a, a client, you know, wasn't, you know, happy, I would always bend over backwards. And so, you know, I didn't have any clear, you know, focus. And so that, that first business, oh my God, you know, it, I was working, you know, so much, but it was because I had all those insecurities that I had not addressed. And, um, and I, I believe that was why, you know, I struggled, you know, you know, so much. And I know that the, a lot of uh, new entrepreneurs, they think that they're not cut out for business and it has nothing to do with them uh, not being able to, uh, to hack, uh, you know, being um, an entrepreneur. It's the fact that they have not addressed the issues that they have in their lives and they haven't, you know, faced them and they haven't worked through them. You know, the only difference between, 
you know, let's say, you know, where I am and where you are and people like, you know, Russell Brunson, you know, you know, running, you know, a multi, you know, a million dollar, soon to be billion dollar, you know, company, Steve Larson, you know, who left, you know, the comfort of his nine to five job already made a million dollars. Again, you know, building um, a multi-million dollar business. The only difference between us and people like that is, you know, Russell and Steve, they face their insecurities. They've moved through those, those fears. They have attacked them. They had, you know, continually, you know, uh, you know, uh, develop the skills, you know, to, to move past the things that, um, were holding them back. And, uh, you know, like I can, um, I can speak for myself. I'm still trying to work for, you know, through that. It's still very difficult, you know, for me, you know, I still have those, those, uh, those, those insecurities of like, ah, you know, I really don't want to do this. I don't want, you know, to, to put myself out there. I don't want to, you know, to, to do any, you know, uh, podcasting or do any Facebook lives or, you know, get on camera, you know, because what if people don't like me or what if they don't like my message or what if I have, you know, hecklers, you know, because they're not going to like me and, you know, still trying to work through all that, you know, stuff. And so I think that's why a lot of your people who are stuck is, is because it's not, they don't, you, um, they're not cut out to be an entrepreneur. They just haven't addressed those issues that are holding them back that they haven't, you know, put themselves in a position to really uh, face that, you know, head on. And like you said, it is all personal growth because nothing, you won't change anybody else's life until you change yours first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brother. Well, um, I think, I, th- I don't know. I think the theme of, of what we've kind of talked over and, and the, I think the takeaways, what do you think they are, James? I think it's, you've got to put things in perspective. You've got to be patient with yourself, um, but you've got to work on yourself through a process. If you want to become an entrepreneur and, and do something online and, 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 and take something amazing to the world, don't doomsday trip if you if you fail in a in a month after starting. Mm-hmm. That's, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, it's yeah. a total process. Any any person that's successful out there has gone through failure after failure after failure. You fail forward, right? Mm-hmm. Failure is fertilizer mm-hmm. to your next step, and so uh-huh. these are these are great things to keep in mind. Um, and then. I don't know. What, what's some other takeaways from our conversation you think that, that our audience would want to wanna remember from this? Uh, the first thing is, um, you know, whatever your, your goal is, the goal will never change, but your approach or your plan to, uh, to attain that goal will change. You know, a lot of us, um, you know, because we, we don't have the skills, because we're learning something new, so what we do is we shrink our goals based upon our current level of skill. And that was why, you know, that, that, that's why so many of us struggle or hit a wall. We're shrinking based upon our skill that we have right now. Instead of, you know, uh, keeping that big goal and expanding um, the, the skills needed to reach that goal, you know. Um, number two is, you know, we all have to fail. That's the only way that we learn. Look back at the times that you had your biggest successes. I can, you know, uh, look like, you know, look back and I can see all the successes that I had, dude, I failed a lot to get to that point, you know? Um, but the, the thing was, was that, you know, it was, it was a part of the process and, um, it's the same Absolutely. in business. There's, and I, and I know, and I had the same questions as well, or the, the same, is this going to work? 
Uh, what's the fastest way? Um, you know, what, what, what can I do to, uh, you know, minimize the amount of money that I'm going to lose? We all have those same questions, but basically what those questions are addressing is, um, I don't have the, uh, you know, I don't have the, uh, the ability to achieve that. And so I want to go through something with the least amount of pain, with the least amount of growth and the maximum amount of benefit. And it doesn't work like that. You know? So the, the, the second thing is that don't be afraid to fail. You're going to have to do that, but that's the only way that you're going to progress. And then the you know, number three, and it's the same thing, like, you know, what we are doing is don't be afraid. I don't care, you know, what the media says, and I don't care what you've read in any of your books, and I don't care what college, you know, tells you, and I don't care, you know, what you've seen, you know, um, you know, in the commercials or the movies. Um, it's not about being perfect. It's about showing your journey of where you are, where you want to go, and how you get there. You know, the the good and uh, and the bad. You know, that was you know one of you know my. Um, you know, my, my biggest you know, aha moment was, you know, when Steve Larson and, and, and also Russell Brunson, you know, when they shared their journey and they're like, Hey, this is where I am. And this is what I did. You know, don't wait until you've actually, you know, don't, don't hide, uh, you know, don't hide any of your mistakes uh, until you've like, you've been super successful because people are going to look at you and like, you know what? That's unrealistic. I can't do that because they're going to look at you He's like, super, you're, He's Superman. you're like, exactly. I can never get there. You have to share where you are. And that was you know, one of the, my very first, messages, you know, when I, um, got on Facebook live was, you know, Hey, listen, you know, I've seen all the gurus and I know that you have too, but you know, ever notice that most of them never share or show the, where they were. Yeah. It's always, you always find them where they, and they've already like made it to the mountaintop. Right. And you never seen the process yep. on what it, to get to that mountaintop, you know? And, um, and, and that's where, you know, people have, you know, a big disconnect when they are, you know, looking for somebody to, uh, to model or they're looking for, for mentors. They think it's out of reach. And so the biggest thing is, is that you got to share, share where you are because it's going to make it, um, one, it's going to help you to grow. Two, it's going to make you more comfortable with sharing, you know, your, your mistakes and your insecurities so you can work through them. And number, you know, three, it's going to, you know, you're going to be able to relate to a lot of people because regardless of what you see on social media, you see the best of people because nobody puts up, you know, any, myself included, I'm guilty of this. You know, you, you never see the bad stuff. You don't see the bad hair days. You never see, you know, see people that are getting out there, especially in the fitness, you know, and Instagram, you never see people, you know, with their bellies hanging down over their, uh, their, their, their pants or anything like that. You always see them all nice and crisp. <laughs> never see the before. And they all had a before. The makeup, the lighting. It's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so you got to share, you know, um, and it's the, and, and then I would say the last thing is you have to get into a community. You know, like, like you know, what we have, you know, with, uh, with, with Steve Larson, you know, and, and what we have, you know, with, you know, with, with, uh, with Russell Brunson and what we have, you know, in, in our, uh, you know, um, your network marketing business, you know, community, you got to get around a, a community of like, like, like minded people, because those are the ones that are going to understand you. The, uh, and I tell this to my, my children all the time. I said, and I learned this, you know, early on as well. You know what? Whatever goal that you have, you know what? If people don't believe in it, you know what? Don't worry about it because guess what? Even your wife, even your family, they may think you're crazy and they may think that it's a pipe dream and they may think that you're wasting all your time. But the fact of the matter is, is that whatever goal that you have, that dream was put into your heart by God. He didn't put it into your wife's 
didn't put it in your husband's heart. You didn't put it into your friends or, you know, family members or acquaintances or anything else or anybody else. He put it into your heart. And so nobody else is going to understand that except you. And so if it is in your heart and it is a burning desire, it is from our creator. And whether you pray to somebody or believe that it's a higher power, it doesn't matter. I believe that, you know, all of us were created for, from something that was greater than us. And every one of us has a dream and a vision to share, to help other people. And that dream was given to you specifically. And that dream wasn't given to you so you could fail. You'll find the skills that you need because it was given to you as a special uh, journey and as a special gift. And nobody else will, nobody else has that. So they won't understand it. And so if you have people that won't believe in you, don't worry about that because it's not their dream. It is yours. And so you need to get around a community of people that are of like mind, because that's, what's going to pull you through those dark times when the people that are, are closest to you are the ones that are trying to push you away from from it. And it's not because they don't love you. It's not because they're evil. It's because that dream was not put into their heart. And the only way that you are going to show them that what you're doing is real is, is you have to achieve the goal. You know, I just want to share this with this one story. You know, I know we're running short on time, but, um, I'll, I'll never forget, you know, when I was in high school, uh, um, I was, uh, I was on the water polo team and uh, we were in the semi championships and we were fighting, you know, to get, um, you know, uh, you know, into the, uh, you know, the, the championships, you know, for the year. And I remember we were playing in you know, one of the powerhouses and we were always rivals. And I don't know. And I was, you know, back in California and I don't know what they fed, um, you know, these guys, but they were always massive. They were always hardcore and they were always the toughest. I mean, always, you know, uh, and they, they were, they were playing dirty. They were. And so we were getting frustrated and we started, uh, you know, playing dirty. Well, unfortunately the refs were calling all of, um, you know, all of the fouls that we were making on us. They didn't see any of the, you know, the things that were going on with the other team. They were always calling, uh, um, on us. And so uh, come halftime, you know, we were behind and, um, you know, our coach, you know, pulled us aside and, you know, we just started complaining. We're unloading. We're like, coach, this really sucks. You know what? They're calling all these fouls on us, but they're fouling us. You know, we were going on and on. And he let us, you know, vent for about, you know, two or three minutes. And then finally he said, all right, enough. He said, you want to prove that you are better. You want to win. The only way that you're going to do that is by what's on that scoreboard. And that's the only way that you're going to win. And I'm here to tell you this, that if you're going to go ahead and you're going to start, you know, uh, cheating like they're cheating, I'll call this game right now because we're not going to do that. We're going to do this with integrity and we're going to play it the way that I taught you how, and that is the right way. So you can complain all you want. And I don't care, you know, how many fouls the ref is going to call on you. You're fouling. You are the ones that deserve to be, you know, uh, to be called out. And I don't care if they did it, you know, uh, you to you or not, but the only way that you're going to prove the only way that you're going to get back at those guys is by what's on the scoreboard. And it's the same thing with business and the people that don't believe in you and the hecklers and all that stuff. The only way that you're going to prove that what you are doing is what you were meant to do is by succeeding. And that is the only way by, you know, uh, you're proving to everyone else that what you're doing is the right thing is by winning and by putting up those, uh, those points on the scoreboard. And that's the only thing that you can do to prove that what you have is something special. Wow. James, I think we can just end there, buddy. <laughs> Mike, <Mic drop. laughs> that was beautiful, man. That was beautiful. That was like oh. that was like Tony Robbins. 
Wow. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You have All right, it finally show. worked. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, I think we've gone well past our time. This has just been so fun, James, um, having you on the show. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. And I hope I've been able to, to give, you know, um, you know, as much value to your audience that, you know, you've been able to give to me. Well, likewise, buddy. I, I feel like uh, you have amazing things in store and I'll be watching. I'll be with you the whole time, the whole way through. And absolutely. We're going to be up on, on that stage and we're going to make it together. <laughs> absolutely. And, and I realized that I totally forgot to plug your, your websites, buddy. I feel bad. I'm sorry. Oh, no. hey, it's all. No, no, so, no. Anyways, talking about this if, is all for you. <laughs> if anyone, no, if anyone wants to get in touch with James, friend him on Facebook, James Colty. You spell it with C-U-I-L-T-Y. Did I say it right? Colty? Yeah, you, you did. Okay. It's, uh, right. I, like, I, I like to tell people it's like guilty, but with a C. Guilty with a C. Okay. So James guilty, but with a C. Okay. That's right. <laughs> friend him on Facebook. I'm sure he'll have a Facebook group here soon. He's got funneldadsecrets.com. And he also has metabolicdadsecrets.com. Okay. Um, kind of construction zones, I think. I don't know. Are they all up and running? Um, you know, um, I have my fan pages up where they could find me, um, you know, Funnel Dad Secrets, which is my business, uh, you know, page. So anybody okay. that you know, wants to follow me on how I'm, I'm building my business, that's where they can follow me. And then um, my, my passion is, is fitness. And it's always, you know, always been that way. And so uh, metabolic uh, dad secrets is just where I uh, post up, you know, all of the things that I'm doing, you know, health wise, you know, training, nutrition, and that sort of stuff, you know, because, Absolutely. Hey, you know, we have to be healthy in order to run this journey of business. We got to be healthy. So those yep. are my two spots. You know, where I like to share the most, my two passions. Absolutely. Okay, man. Well, I try to st- follow a script here. I write it out really well, but you know what? Today I just kind of threw it out. I'm not really good at this guys yet. I'm going to get better. I promise you. What are you talking I'm, about? This was amazing. This I'm, is probably your best episode. Probably. <laughs> my fourth. <laughs> I'm putting on a suit, guys, and I'm going to grow into this suit. Okay? <laughs> That's the plan. You got to do to be. Okay? You got to exactly. do something to be something. And that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to take massive action with this show. Um, more episodes are to come. So if you like what you're seeing here, if you like my, my, my guests like James you want to see some guys are just starting out or maybe like 10 steps ahead of where we're at or multimillionaires. Yesterday I, I interviewed a multimillionaire, amazing guy. Um, if you like what you're seeing, please subscribe to the show, go to iTunes, give me, please give me a good comment. I'm going to put a bunch of shows out all at once. I want to get some good, good hits. This isn't all about perfection. And, um, if you, if you like, if you know someone that's stuck in a situation and you know they want more out of life, you know that you've talked to them, they just feel stuck and they don't, they don't want to be selling cars their whole life or selling pest control like I was my whole life or whatever. If they feel dissatisfied, please share this show with them. Um, it's only going to get better from here. Um, and I want to show the whole process of my messy journey and to end this, um, I kind of wanted to show you guys my new state-of-the-art stand-up desk. I got it from Walmart, and this is, this is my desk. This is my stand-up <laughs> desk. Isn't that cool? Oh, that is so awesome. 
So you want me James, to join it in his garage? You know, yeah, can I share? Yeah, share let's see it. My office? <laughs> let's see it, dude. <laughs> oh, let's see. Let's see if we get this uh, set up here. So, all right. So those are my, my TRX. And you see there's the car right here. Awesome. Um, let me see my, my makeshift uh, table. See if I can get this uh, for you guys. So here's... Dude, look, there's my setup. It's a car table, man, and some lamps. That's Love it. it. Love it. <laughs> Dude, it doesn't matter. You don't, you know, and that was the, my big thing was I thought that, you know, I, I can't make this. You know, I see everyone else in these fancy offices and they got these stand up desks and they got these two monitors yeah. and all that stuff. I'm like, I don't got that. What Someday. I do have. So the know? crazy thing is Russell Brunson's in a hotel room a lot of times when he's doing a webinar that he makes millions of dollars with in a flipping hotel room that he makeshifts all this stuff with. Yes. I've seen it. It's amazing. So anyways, guys, well, thank you for, for watching. Thank you for spending your time with us. James Colty, watch him. He's going to become something great here. He is amazing already. And um, please go and support him. Awesome. And I'm going to end it here. This is the, this, the man reinvented show or, or reinvented man. What do you think, James? Uh, I think it needs to be man reinvented man reinvented show. That's what it is. That's what we're going to go with. Absolutely. Well, James, thank you so much for joining me, man. Um, Yeah. Thank you for having me. We're going to enjoy this process together, buddy. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and crush it for all of those men that need to be reinvented. (laughs) Exactly. All right, buddy. You have a great one. You too. Bye-bye.